0: Welcome to episode 204 of More Than Dice. Uh, this week we we'll are going to be talking about some interesting concepts around RPGs. Uh, because uh, it came up in our pre-Ramble discussion. And Gonzo didn't have much to talk about. Much brought into it. Um, <clears throat> but we want to do some good things. Look at John. Just waiting. I know. I don't know why Streamlabs is just going crazy with everything right now. I gotta figure out the... No,
1: oh, nothing with that. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that you need to fix the cat ears thing, so put your cat
0: ears back on. I'm Kathy. <laughs> I'm gone, though. <laughs> <laughs> the cat ears, they got to be paid for. They only got paid once, didn't they?
1: Yeah. I was about to pay it again, but you made it once per stream, so put your damn cat ears back on. Once per stream. <laughs>
0: there we go. Baney on Thank decided to do it.
1: Beep. We're going to talk about this later, son. <laughs> Hold on, we can have this officially. All four cat ears as many times as possible. Say I,
0: I. Negative.
1: <laughs> See, oh, Kathy didn't vote. She breaker. just laughed.
2: I, I, don't have cat ears.
1: Well, you so. still tiebreaker.
2: <laughs> oh, I then I yeah. Aha! You
1: change it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. <Cappy. clears throat> <clears throat> so, uh, let's go ahead and get our sponsorships out of the way. My we want to make news on the the Minis. <laughs> For uh, sponsoring and getting our stuff out there, we we appreciate them all. that They also, do also
2: episode two
0: hundred four. Yes, two hundred four. <laughs> uh, as uh, don't forget, if you go to their website, you can use the code more than dice and you can get ten percent off your order, and uh, that'll help them out and help us out. Um, don't forget to go to Mini Masterworks, where you can also get ten percent off your order, um, where you can use the code more than dice mmw ten and uh you can get some really cool stuff he does a lot of good things um and we appreciate everybody's already done that because we've already received some of uh some things saying that people have bought stuff so even cooler um <clears throat> before we do anything else do we have any salutes or tributes or anything that we need to do I don't, I don't no i so.
1: actually don't think so i
0: don't think so either
1: I didn't think of it at all. Knock on wood type object. Hold yep. up. This is actually This is actually made of wood. <laughs> I feel
2: here. like I feel like I'm forgetting something though. I don't know why.
0: So. <laughs> um John, what are you drinking tonight?
1: Uh Wait, I have is it perfect... perfectly measured? Yeah. I was about to say that stop <laughs> Perfectly measured out uh, force blow. And Which Kathy? Is orange juice and cra- orange juice and cracking, if you're wondering. Force
2: <laughs> Glove? Force
1: blow. Force
0: blow. Yeah. Oh.
2: Oh.
1: It's it's the patron drink of painting with Mala John. Rest in peace.
2: Uh I'm gonna uh, I'm drinking Ben and
0: Tonic. What? No. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know you're
1: shocked.
0: I shocked and amazed. Uh I am going strictly for water today. <sighs> I um, wasn't feeling very good today, so I figured I would just drink some water and make sure keep that go- going. So, other than that, guys, we really, really appreciate y'all coming on here and listening, whether you are on here live while we do it or you're listening to us on your streaming device, the audio version, or on Facebook. We really do appreciate it. Um, it's We wouldn't have done this for, you know, 200-plus episodes, you know, if people keep on, years. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's amazing. Approximately, that.
2: I mean, I've
0: been
1: doing this for a while, so I'm with you guys there. <laughs> if it
0: wasn't fun, we wouldn't
1: keep coming back. I had to quit a long time ago, like previous co-host.
0: So <laughs> we appreciate it a lot, Uh guys. Make sure that you go out and get your vaccine. Make sure that you get if you haven't get make sure you get your booster if you're ready for that. Um, keep safe. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. All that good stuff. We want to see everybody that we can see at HugCon 2022. And any other conventions that we plan on going to, you're going Every to?
2: Every convention is All going the to conventions. Yeah.
0: yeah. All of them. So And 2023. 2024,
2: 2024. Et cetera.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all of them. We're in this for the long haul, people. Yep. So
2: All hugging. All the time. <laughs> as long as you're okay with it.
1: Yes. And if not, we'll mentally hug you.
0: (laughs) So, guys, thank you. Cheers. 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 So, we got to get back to talking about... Before we get talking about RPGs, I wanted to talk about these biscuits. They called them biscuit sticks. (laughs) And I was like, okay, they're, you know...
2: They call them biscuits.
0: They come in. I was thinking, you know, like... One inch wide, or something, and like you would dip, dip them in the gravy, you know, type thing. So, like a mozzarella stick,
2: sticks like, or like bread sticks,
0: or yeah, something of yeah. that nature, you know. No, they come out and they're like three inches wide, about two inches tall. And I'm like, I look at go, it's, this isn't a stick, this is a fucking log.
2: <laughs> you know what it is? It's a double wide, and it's they would only log. have that in Arkansas. <laughs>
0: But it was it was a good sausage gravy. Uh, it was a tad too salty for me, but uh, it was still good. How it be salty for you on a podcast with me? Oh, you're always salty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely would eat a double wide biscuit.
0: Yeah. Uh, biscuit logs. Um, but I had. <laughs> I, I kind of laughed because there was supposed to be a side of fruit, and it was like three strawberries. Two little wedges of, it wasn't even, it was like three slices of a strawberry. And like,
2: like a couple (laughs) of flavorless grapes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It was just, it was like, what the heck is this right here? But then uh, it had uh, fried potatoes. um, And they were just like kind of chunked up. And they were really good. They had a good flavor. Um, And then scrambled eggs were just scrambled eggs. They weren't anything great. And then they had uh, sweet buttermilk uh, pancakes which were good. Mm. And then we had some scones. Their scones were really good. They weren't like dried out hockey pucks, which is really good. Um, what else? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect, busy.
1: <laughs> nice quote. Uh, I also want to point out how we're approximately, you know, 10 seconds into the episode, we're already talking about food.
2: That <laughs> uh, seems... Normal
0: to me. And then what else? Um, we tried. Um, what is it? They were crab cake. Um, oh, what's the eggs that are boiled and whatever? Deviled egg. No, no. Um, they're not boiled. You put them in uh, boiling water. You crack them open. Put them in um, boiling water. Use water poached. is poached. Yes, uh, with hollandaise sauce on it. Yeah, eggs benedict. It was an eggs benedict with a crab cake. And it, it was interesting. Not much for crab cakes, but it was interesting to try.
1: That's because you don't get good crab cakes down there. Oh,
0: I'm True. 100%. You have
2: to get, that's why oh. me and I are going to make a road trip to Massachusetts. I will let you know, John, because I... I
1: I'm sorry, I thought you said you wanted good crab cakes. Ooh! I, well,
2: I know Maryland is, is the, uh... <laughs> the
1: crab saying. is
2: like their... You got, their Thing.
1: It's, a, it's, a, it's a national animal. I mean, or yeah, it's probably yeah. not. It probably but, is actually. What's but
2: the they do have good crab cakes in New England. I've been there. I know this. I've also been in Maryland and had their crab cakes, and they're also good.
0: But they had. We tried the crab cake uh, Benedict, and then I, I think next time we go, they have a fillet uh, Benedict that I want to try. That sounded really good. So I was like, "Mm -hmm -hmm, I can do that.
2: It's true. It's not blue crab. But I'll tell you, we, being like not possible, not blue crab. So at the Maryland Renaissance Festival where I used to work, there was a booth owner who would have crab boil uh, every year. And everybody who lived on site got to, uh, you know, do this after hours uh, during the week. This would happen. And and we had just one night where they would play music loud, and we would all be, you know, cracking crabs like barbarians and sucking the deliciousness out of them. <laughs> and It was wonderful.
0: See, I'm a Legionnaire. I'm originally from Louisiana, and when people tell me, oh, you got to try this place. It's got great Cajun food. I'm like, yeah, nah. And I go there, and I'm like, nah. Nah. So, other than that, um, I'm gonna go switch to the paint cam because I want to get started on- and get everything going. And I also wanted to have some questions for you, uh, people that use wet palettes. But I'm not gonna ask it until actually I open the wet palette because something happened to my wet palette over the week. So give me a second. We wait with bated breath.
2: Something happened to it. Yeah. That sounds very mysterious.
0: Yes. Almost is. ominous. It actually was kind of ominous.
2: Something happened.
0: Let me see if let me see I... If think I think you're f- right,
1: Legion. Palette. I bet he needs pennies, too.
2: Look, I don't put pennies in my wet pallets, and they're fine. I don't understand what this phenomenon is.
1: I'm going to bet it's probably slightly differently humid where he is than where you are. Well,
0: I actually had it dry out, but the whole thing is still wet. So I think... Probably need to add some more water. Yeah, not enough water then. Yep. So just something came up and I opened it up and I was like, oh, it's like not wet. And I was kinda. Also, of like, the Ooh.
1: good thing about the pennies. also in addition to their properties of keeping it from molding if that is a problem you have, uh it is actually also good at keeping it weighed down in the corners. Yeah, I probably need to Huh. But sometimes I have it that curls problem either. No, you've also got your custom Kathy made one
2: well different
1: specifications
2: and i did get this new uh this new crazy uh chamois cloth that you have to keep it moist i mean even this the part you're not using like you have to if you're not using it it has to remain moist which is weird (laughs) but yeah i see that i see that look on your face everyone (laughs)
1: <laughs> no no, I'm actually <laughs> joking about what Captain Mizzy said.
2: So Yes, well she's right. Uh, she's right. Not miniac moist. Oh no, I I couldn't. That's a little that's a little crazy for me. No, you have to so I'm storing all the chamois cloth that I'm not using in an airtight container. So that it stays moist and then you know but i wasn't sure if i would like this new different chamois cloth because the other chamois cloth i got i thought this was going to be the same thing because it's like the the blue chamois made in germany because my other one actually has made in germany stamped on the back of it so i was like okay maybe it's the same thing but it's a totally different material it seems like interesting and uh so I cut it to fit my palette, and I stuck it in there, and I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go with this paper, and who knows. Uh, it was kind of like a ShamWow. It's not like a real, it's not a real chamois. It's it's the synthetic fiber. And both of them are. They're not, it's not like it's leather, you know. Like what actual chamois are made out of. c h a m o i
1: no chamois chamois yeah. Chamois. chamois it's the french version
2: yeah <clears throat> but anyways yeah. It's, yeah, you probably I,
1: just need it more a little more wet
0: gonzo
2: so the paper is dry or the paint is dry which
0: uh the paint is definitely dry Oh, I'm trying to fix the
2: It will tell you one thing. Uh in my wet palette, my paint does not always stay wet. It depends on which paint I'm using. It does depend on how wet the the sponge is too. Mm-hmm. And uh and it depends on of course how long it's been sitting in there. So I could I could have paint on my palette on Friday, and if I don't touch it again until Tuesday, it might all be dry. It might be some of it is still moist. Now with this new sponge, it seems like things are staying moist for longer, which is interesting. Chamois is an art term. I don't know but it's also a cloth so what's the art term I know what the cloth is which is actually what is it calf, calf skin? like you use for uh, you know your automobile anyways it absolutely is French It's absolutely a French word. Uh, it is a cloth, but that's not an art term.
1: It's also an agile goat antelope with short hooked horns found in mountainous reed areas of Europe from Spain to the Caucasus.
2: So it's goat skin.
1: Yes, soft pliable leather now made from sheepskin or lambskin, but sure it was probably originally made from these uh, goat antelopes.
2: Yeah.
1: Antelopes. Go to lopes I like God-a-lopes God-a-lopes. Go to lopes
2: better. Go to I don't feel like you need to share the video of Shamwow.
1: <laughs> oh, Team Fortress Two Shamwow, you can send it to us privately. That'd be fine. <laughs> so there you go, yeah, honestly, using wet a wet palette takes some time to get used to, because you know different environments still make things react differently. It's not like it's perfectly airtight. Go to Lobes New Cereal. And oh, it's good.
2: amazing. Every single person I talk to about wet palettes sets theirs up differently. Yep. Every single person. Legionnaire has mentioned the Maniac way of, of doing it, which is waterlogged, which works for him, which is fantastic. It doesn't work for me because I've tried it that way. And I've tried it a bunch of different ways that I, I've I've seen other people do it uh, without success and, you know, everybody's got their way and it's geared towards how they paint. And, and the only way that you can figure out what's right for you is by setting up the palette and realizing this isn't working for me and making adjustments. Yep. That's the only way to do it. You can't just go and ask somebody else what they do and, and think that, Everything will be magically golden.
1: Yeah, when you set it up using that way. My now totally dry one here. Um it took me weeks to get it set up correctly. And I'm gonna have to oof. Actually this one's old not working. I'll use my new one. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't set it up yet just because it's I'm need to rearrange my desk again to do that and I've been lazy. Uh, unfortunately, is Xander, we're going to have to wait till the media section to talk about that. Can't talk about that early. So, What are we talking he about? He wants to talk about the book of Fett, but we got to wait till the other yeah, nice. section.
2: Yeah, I need to watch that. Which I suppose I could have done instead of watching French Murder Mysteries this week. Hmm. Okay, okay. I will commit to watching episodes of book of boba fett over this next week so that we can talk about it next sunday
1: there you go so no spoilers this week uh but we'll talk about it we will
2: we will talk all about it next sunday
1: yes we'll do our spoiler free review well maybe tiny spoiler but nothing really spoiled
2: yeah yeah i don't mind you know i really don't have that big of a problem with spoilers Legionnaire says, I think I heard was a new... Yes. Well, new is quote-unquote new. Uh, oh, is that the... It's the Agate the Christie one, uh, Death on We're the Nile.
1: Death on the Nile, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Death, uh...
2: which I've seen in various versions a number of times.
1: They they do have a standout cast for this one, though.
2: Yeah. It's, it's a classic. And I absolutely would see another version of it. I'm it's all even... for that.
1: It's not even necessarily new because they've been holding it for a while.
2: Gal Gadot is in it? Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, they held it because uh, one of the actors had some, well, terrible stuff come to light. And plus the uh, COVID, so they oh, finally God. said, fuck it, we got to re- release it.
2: Drama there. Drama! <laughs> not the theatrical
0: Always. kind.
1: Always the drama llama coming to visit. So, role-playing games. Are we going to talk about role-playing games.
0: Well, specifically, role-playing games with a long-standing <laughs> history, or based we'll off of a, a world
2: of that's in literature.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I am in literature and media. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the popular thing. I mean, yeah. you know, you want you got the Firefly role-playing game. You get like honestly, Margaret Weiss production used to put out like licensed role-playing games for whatever. Uh, and some of them lend themselves more to role playing than others. I would say something like uh, Firefly would lend itself much more to a standard role playing game than something like The Expanse. Nope, <laughs> oh, cut out in the middle, of course.
2: What cut
1: out? Um, it sounded like my thing cut out. I gotta. No, you're fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I agree uh, so, yeah. because
0: uh, the Expanse is. One, it's not as fleshed out. And two, it is a very Uh, specific story.
1: But you say, it wasn't as fleshed out as Firefly would argue it's more
0: fleshed out. I'm saying it's the story of... It's not been around as long. Okay. Sure.
2: I mean, Firefly, the story, has been around, but there were only 12 episodes of...
1: Plus, I mean,
2: Firefly. Plus, yeah, well, plus Serenity. But
1: it was basically their story. Like, sure, there's a bigger thing going on with yeah. Serenity, but it's still a relatively small scale story yeah, in the Galactic theme of Yeah, it was a vast
2: epic, and these people's effect on you know yeah. civilization as we know it.
1: Yeah, and even after Serenity, sure, they affected things at a big level. But that would be background noise to what you're doing. It still wouldn't have too much of an effect all over the place. It might just mean the alliance distrusted a little less, other things are going on. It would it would not be far reaching. It's not like, you know, the expanse where aside from standard stuff you can do in any sci fi setting, all the big stuff is happening around all the main characters for the most part.
0: Yeah.
1: That's not say so you couldn't. And uh, as I, I told mean you John, could go
2: you could go after after what they're doing, not during what they're doing.
1: Or, uh, remember, I'm still a couple seasons behind, but there's other worlds for them to, to explore rather than the one they showed in season four or five, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, that can happen concurrently. So you could, there are things to do if you like the world. And that's sort of the idea is if you're running a licensed or even just a game you want to set in a world, a, you know, a Star Wars or whatever, um, you can do it, but you have to be very careful. I mentioned that it's the hardest thing, and it really is. And the more grandiose what the, what the movie characters or media characters did, the harder it is for you to play in it. I
0: kind
2: it, of feel like...
0: It's harder for oh, the well, players. Some, some players to Daniel... separate.
2: Daniel Chvaranov.
1: <laughs> from Moscow.
2: Greetings from Moscow. John Uncle. recommended this. I well, recommend it. You know, <laughs> you're, you're taking recommendations from John?
1: I'm, I'm right here. I can hear you. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: Welcome.
1: Oh, I have good recommendations. You guys are talking about. <laughs> we'll talk about that in the media section too, Kathy.
2: <laughs> yes, we will.
1: But yes, for role-playing... um. You literally, you know, it's harder. The, the more grandiose what they've done, the harder it is. You get uh, the example I always, uh, shut your hole, Uh The example I always give is Dragonlance is the hardest. Because most of what important happens, happens to the companions. It'd be like playing Lord of the Rings. If you're playing during the War of the Ring, most of the important stuff happens around the main characters, the fellowship, whether they're together or not. So it leaves you in a pickle because you have to weave your story between their story. Now, that's fine for one shots, but I know a lot of us like to run longer running campaigns than that. I don't think any of us are particularly one shot type of people.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, one shot, I mean, just one off, like. Run it till you're done with the story. Go and do something else. Yeah. yeah. So that I, I makes it difficult.
2: Like, I feel like the best way to approach it is is to set your stuff after all uh-huh. the 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 epic characters have done all their stuff and and whatever it is has been resolved. Then, then you could possibly have. One of them make an appearance as you know you know older their older self mm-hmm. in the future, uh, running into them in some kind of a situation.
1: Yep that is uh, definitely the the best idea. Not always easy because nowadays with them wanting to let's be generous, continue most franchises as long as they can. Uh, it gets harder and harder as they tell more and more stuff in the future.
2: Well, Weird Al predicted it really well with that, uh, with the Yoda song. Yes. Just saying.
1: <laughs> but, so that is definitely an option. The other option is, and I like to, keeping with Dragonlance as the example, since this is my example, uh, there's a book I like in the uh, Heroes series, the second one, it's called Storm, uh, Storm Blade. i get it right, because Stormbringer is something else entirely and it's a one shot basically in the middle of what's happening to the companions that actually leads into something in the book. So it's like the perfect slide in, but it is sort of like a one shot. It'd be a short-term campaign. So you can do something like that and then you might be able to take that off and spit it off into more stuff, but you're just sort of uh, you're just sort of uh, you know seeing what you can fit in still it it, it puts a lot of pressure on the GM. And if they're okay with it, they're okay with it. But it is fraught with danger. Well, I mean, thought it's I was also I a Comstar also... bot. <laughs> I thought was a com-star, but I'm very much not Comstar.
0: It's also kind of hard, I know, for some players to disassociate with what's going yes. on. Because they're like, oh, but what happened? Didn't they do this? And I'm like, yep. oh, yep. But that, that comes into your Session Zero talk. Yep. Uh,
1: where you let them know what's going on. And actually, uh, since Daniel seems like he's a battle tech guy, that's another one where it's interesting to role-play in. The world's actually white with role-playing because there's so many things going on while the myriad of heroes are doing their thing. It's actually an easier setting to fit people in. Because, sure, let's say Clan Invasion is the big one that happened in, in my memory. I don't have have the later knowledge as much as others earlier knowledge. But there were a million battles being fought on a million worlds exaggeration of course but tons of battles and tons of worlds so there's plenty of opportunity where what the characters in the books do is super important but like firefly it's still not world saving it does affect the whole scheme of everything but it's so far above the scale that your players would be operating at it doesn't actually negatively impact i don't think you know where I feel like a lot of the fantasy worlds feel so much tighter, or some of their plots are so grandiose that you're like, well, I mean, sure they're doing stuff like, sure, you're fighting off, you know, Urukai and and orcs and shit, and you're whatever you're doing that may be slightly important, but doesn't really compared to Frodo dropping the fucking ring in Mount Doom, well, I'm dropping Smeagol in technically, but anyways. <laughs> uh it it, spoiler it doesn't for fuck's sake (laughs) (laughs) spoiler (laughs) wow (laughs) anyways um so like i said this brings you a lot of a lot of difficulty in running games like that um but sometimes it's just the world you want like you said you can run a post-war the ring there's a lot of stuff still going on i mean heck the whole scourging of the Shire technically happens after the War of the Ring, and that is like—I know Tolkien wrote it, but that smacks of a role-playing scenario like ever heard of one. The heroes return to town and shit's fucked up. Time for their adventure asses to get in gear and take care of that shit. You know. Um,
2: I think it would just, be fun, and I just had this idea, and maybe I should—maybe this is what I should run. This idea of uh, a group that is where all the PCs are a bunch of grand adventurers uh, who are like 20 years after their last adventure and they're all fat and, you know, lazy property owning. I don't do this stuff anymore. I delegate to other people. I just have my castle and, you know, and drink wine all day. And now they're confronted with, like, something happens where they have to, you know, get out and defend their their village or something.
1: So you're saying we're getting the band back together?
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Something like that, yeah.
1: Well, that's cool, because if you look at, uh, I mean, we'll cross the media a little bit uh, to talk about it, but uh, something like Alan Quartermain from, oh, my fuck, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, they don't have to be like that. Some of them could be happy to get back, you know, get the band back together. Yeah. Obviously, the elves and I mean, dwarves are not as old. And they're like,
2: would, I'm fine. Each, the humans each are like, character would have a different outlook on on what's happening.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great idea. You get some solid role players. That could be super duper fun. <laughs> uh, Breastface stretcher, yes. So yeah, you got to be careful with that. Um, But there's a lot of, and we ran into this early on playing. uh, One of the first games I played a lot of was actually not D and D, was actually Robotech, and then the Marvel superheroes game. So you know, we might say I've had a lot of experience with trying to fit what your characters do in an already existing storyline. That's another one that's tough, um, because Robotech is a pretty grandiose story, and the heroes are pretty much. The heroes of the whole thing that's not to say there isn't some room for games but you just have to be careful pick and choose the, the setting or just fit it in there it's uh it's a, just a lot of work so i don't generally suggest it um, but there's also those uh the other end of the licensed products that are just giving you the world we were talking about dune beforehand dune you wouldn't try and fit into the story The story spans so much time your characters are dead and fucking buried and forgotten about by the time everything comes to fruition basically so you're just sort of grabbing it for the setting because you like the setting and you can tell some cool stories in this setting it's difficult in that case because the players won't think they can necessarily affect the setting because at the end of the day we all want to affect the setting you know we want to be heroes you know that is why. Uh, well, most people do. That's why I always try and make if I play in a world that my players have already played in, uh, I like to have callbacks when I can. So they, go, you know, yeah, what your what your characters did in that you know adventure you know ten years ago matters. Here's the callback.
2: The, there was something like that in the group that I had joined. The people I was playing with on Monday nights, uh, where they had been playing some of them in this group since college which means that they had been playing for like 30 years yeah because some of them were there like the guy who sat next to me was my dad's age well is so you know it's it's just spanning this this whole age range and what you <laughs> just got distracted daniel said A Song in the background.
1: Remember that the chat's probably a little bit behind because of a uh, delay. So they're talking about Robotech, which I was talking about earlier.
2: Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know Robotech.
1: You would not like Minmay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Anyways, so in this world that this has been his homebrew world for thirty years that he's been mm-hmm. running, uh, I find my character finds a sword and. In the end, it turns out, like, after I, I, I managed to somehow kill this demigod, it ends up that this is a sword that has appeared three other times over the course of 30 years in this world. Other people are like, oh, my God, it's that sword.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, those little touches, like, matter to them. Uh, when we did uh, The Adventures of Sewer Bear, uh, one of the NPCs that I introduced early was a dog. Dog had shown up in a previous campaign. So they knew what dog was about. You know, just add some connective tissue for the people who have been around for a while. Makes them, you know, gives them some extra information. Yes. Uh, spoiler, my new campaign may have a little bit of that since it's running in my homebrew world. We <laughs> shall see how much of it shows up. Assuming some of the gnomes live long, I have to find out. I
2: have to give that a lesson.
1: So, but yeah, so it's it's difficult that um, some of those worlds where it's okay if you just want the world. Sometimes just take the world and file the serial numbers off. Like if you like Dragonlance's world or you like Dune's world, just take the source book. Use the map and tell them, I'm using this because this is good material. We're going to see where you go with it. Things may not go like in the books. Don't just yeah. expect it to go like the books.
2: Change the names to protect the innocent.
1: Yep, file That's the serial numbers know off. the guilty. I like to joke that my, my players have played in my game world multiple times and there are no dragons in my game world. They are all gone. But they have fought the stat block for dragons many a time. Just file them serial numbers off. They don't yeah. even know. My now, brother weird... used to
2: do stuff like that. He Even as a teenager when he was running D&D, he had, he had friends. All the people who played with him would go out and buy the module, right? So they all knew. They would read it. They all knew where the treasure was. They knew where to go in the map. They, they knew what the monsters were supposed to be. Uh, So he decided, well, I'm just going to, like you say, I'm going to file the serial numbers off. I'm just going to make this shit up. I'm making my own monsters. You know, I'll use the stat block. I'll call it something else. And I would draw pictures of some of his monsters for him. So he'd be like, here it is. Anna, and that was the beginning of his homebrew stuff.
1: Yeah. So that's a good good idea for that. I mean, honestly, early on, we would take whatever stuff from whatever and add it together. And that's a good idea. Like, if you like parts of a world, grab those parts, put them in your own world, or put them in the world you're playing in. Like, whatever world it is. Um, I've actually started listening to a bunch of various uh, YouTube things with tips on world building. Since that's what I'm doing right now. And there's a lot of good stuff out there. And I suggest you you find some if you're building your own world. But my biggest tip is steal anything you can. It's not like you're publishing it. And honestly, if you see how much stuff's been stolen from other people in the history of publications, you'll realize it would probably be okay. As long as you file the serial numbers off, ain't no one going to know. Um, but just just grab it. If you like Dune stuff, take your Dune stuff, put it in your world. If you like your Forgotten Realms stuff, steal stuff from Forgotten Realms, put it in your world. Literally, you want to just make a list of what's in your world. Like, you know, if there's material you like. Like, I like these type of things. I like the, what are they called, backgrounds and shit that are in the Forgotten Realms book. I have tons of Forgotten Realms, like, campaign guides. And I used to use that stuff in every campaign. You know, all good. Just take it. You need D and D gods. You don't to think your own gods? Fucking just steal them out of the fucking DM's book. It could be no. a fucking players' handbook. Who cares?
2: I had friends who stole tons of stuff out of the Amber books by Roger Zelazny.
1: And hell, It's not like D and D stole stuff out of other books. D and demigods what? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's. Feel free to follow. That's the best way to use some of that source material. It's hard. Now, other ones, like we said, Firefly. Firefly, perfect one for role-playing in because it's going to work fine. Because, again, the heroes didn't do the most... I mean, they did important things, but it's not so much that it's going to have the they most far-reaching effects. They
2: did important things. You know yes. what? It was more like Shadowrunning. Yes. What they were doing.
1: Yes. Shadowrunning is a great example of it because, like, you can do things, but... You're not. Everyone's not going to hear about it necessarily because they're going to cover it up. You're not going to. It's not like your your small but plucky band of shadowrunners is going to take down the fucking renraku or some such shit. They're not going to. You're going to be an annoyance to them, and then they're going to be like, "Fuck it, it's not worth our time anymore. Just cover it up and go." That's how that works, mm-hmm. and that makes it easier, you know. Sure, the alliance suffered a blow, but that's not like gonna, <laughs> it's not like they're going to firefly reference.
0: It's
1: like they're going to fold. It'll be inconvenience. people will get fired, people will go to, people might go to jail or get killed, and then that'll be it. You won't hear about it again. Or you'll hear about other stuff, but, you know, it'll be in the, oh, you know, remember those guys, you know, Reavers come from here, we know that now. There'll be stuff there, but you know, it makes it an easier one to roleplay in. Um, most of the anime ones are interesting like that, you know, uh, not brush Dave, and I talk about, since I watched recently, the Bubble Boom Crisis role-playing game came out in the 90s. And um, he played a lot of that. And you can, because it's not like, you know, you're going to take down Genom by yourselves. No, there's plenty of room for you to fight them and do whatever you're going to do in that world without having to affect the whole world. They're not even expecting to fight the whole, affect the whole world. The last episode's got a good little take on that that this was i sent them to kathy kathy can see if she likes it or not but a little take about you know why they fight what they do you know it's uh it's interesting you you, you can have that and some have that a lot of the anime ones like for a while there in the 90s early 2000s it was like they would just grab, gobble up every in, license they can and out comes a role playing game for it usually with the same system as the one before it yes (laughs) I mean just game enough that I was like I was working at Alliance Games Distribution I get him a discount I'm like no I'm okay I don't need more (laughs) you know the Sailor Moon game and then all these other anime role playing games you're like enough but you know if, if you like the world get it Steal the stuff, use it in your campaign, play the world straight up. Who cares? There is, a, a, for some reason, a stigma to taking a world and just you playing the characters or playing your characters as the characters. You could literally get, if you like Sailor Moon, get the Sailor Moon episode guide, get your five friends, make your five Sailor Scouts, and just do the same basic plotline as that, just how you would do it. That sounds like that could be a ton of fun I could be do what you want
2: or or you do like uh like my monday night d m did too, which is I'm totally going to have the planet Mongo appear above the world that you know the d and d world it, so it it turned into flash Gordon
1: that's fucking awesome
2: and it was it was amazing. We <clears> had <throat> so much fun with that. I mean, there was no actual Flash Gordon, obviously, but all the, like, bad guy characters were, were there. I mean, the Emperor, who we were, who was our arch nemesis, That's that was Ming. That's who we were fighting against. They had all the, the little jets. Uh, flyer things. <laughs> the guys in the silver, you know, outfits and everything was very much from uh, did, the movie.
1: Did your barbarian play football to beat up guards? My, uh. She, Thank you, Daniel. She
2: was a fighter. She was not a barbarian.
1: Well, I'm uh, um, the, the barbarian of the party or the fighter.
2: I, I was. <laughs> my character was the tank. My you, character you, was the flash.
1: You, you did. You oh, did not the, play football? And beat up a bunch of guards.
2: Um, she did not play football. She beat up lots of people, though.
1: Shame. Just say it's a shame.
2: <laughs> can I say we were not on Earth?
1: Fair, but that's great. I mean, that that's actually another good idea for role playing. I I did when I did uh, mediocre trouble in the Big Easy, uh, as you can tell by the title. I just stole from every single, whatever movies I could. Literally, I would watch a movie, get the basic plot, and I could I'd start running a game for it. You know, you can do that. That's a great way to do these things. Uh, you know, on that thing, steal steal adventures from other games and fucking file us your numbers off. If you got your hands on the old Dragonlance adventure things, run your characters through them. Just don't do it in Dragonlance. Do it whatever world you want. It'd be fucking awesome. But it's all in the mid thing of. Uh, Of just borrowing whatever you can from whatever.
2: Seventies (coughs) outfits. Wilma Deering. Tiger Man.
1: Tiger Man, indeed. That's those are two that I'm surprised don't have modern role playing games. Which one? Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers. I mean, that's
0: just
2: classic that's yeah classic. Exactly. you could absolutely spin that into a modern age that's or not to a, say a I, modern age future i guess
1: that's not to say i couldn't make something up give me i don't know 24 hours um that's the other thing if you like the material but you don't like the game system steal the material this is why I always say you should run a game you have some system knowledge with. And, uh, cause you can steal the material and just change it to your system. I have whole, I have a whole bunch of Robotech to, uh, hero games, uh, to hero system stuff. The guys on the hero Forms thought it was good enough. One of the guys put it on, on the website. People were using that shit. It was awesome. Uh, uh, xander voice is a surprise that i never tried to play a power ranger super sentai Kamen rider player When we used to play with superheroes we'd play games and one of the guys would just play a power ranger as a superhero i'm like that's fucking awesome go <laughs> <clears throat> someone else who remained unnoted often plays uh a superhero from popular media with the serial numbers filed off poorly <laughs> uh, is it baby yes uh <laughs> Bowie often plays Spider-Man. Bowie has played a version of Spider-Man in multiple of my superhero campaigns. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with that. If you enjoy it, it's all good. <clears throat> That's sort of the point is. If you like it, if you love Sturm Brightblade, make a nightly order like like the the night, the Knights of Solania and, and run a Sturm Brightblade. I hope you end better than he did, but <laughs> you can totally do that. <clears throat> People like to diss people for, for borrowing stuff like that, but just do it. It's about having fun. It'll turn into something more than that. It'll be awesome. It'll eventually become your own character. Yes. Um, but it's the thing with just stealing your, your material. You know, there's a bunch of books out there. Um, uh, yeah, Huntsman. So Huntsman was his uh, version of and Manhunter. That was actually a pretty cool character. Very funny things happen with that. Um, but uh, it's also why I like <clears throat> used role playing books because they're never sealed. So if they're not sealed, it means you can open up and look. Maybe you like the maps, maybe you like that, the stuff. Just use it. I used to take any superheroes and supervillains I could find from any system and I would make them in uh, champions. So I had a uh, basically limitless supply of villains. Sometimes you just change the names. Sometimes you don't even change the names. Sometimes you realize, these people don't read the comics you read. They don't fucking know who that is. I mean, my parties have faced, in in the course of a session, villains from Marvel, DC, all over the place. In the, in the course of a couple sessions. Wherever I steal them from. And that's fine. If you like Lord Soth, he's a great villain. Steal him. File some numbers off. Change his name. All good. Night of the Black Rose, fucking scary as shit. Just do it, you know. Same. That's the best. I think the best use of all those game worlds is not simply playing in them. It's seeing all the stuff that's super cool, and then fucking stealing what you need to.
2: Yeah, importing it, plug and play. Yep. I mean, make some adjustments. I,
1: I have the Atlas of the Dragonlance world because it's fucking awesome and. I have often felt like just taking bits of it and I'm stealing this or stealing this idea. and Boom. Putting it right in there. Who cares? Right. You and your people are having fun. It's not like the fun police are going to show up and say, you're not having fun the right way. If they do, I suggest you uh, ask them to leave nicely. Because the fun police are no fun. Fuck them.
0: But are you winning at a role playing game? start really Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: if you showed up to the table and you're playing and having fun you're fucking winning at role playing
2: yeah I don't I, I don't understand how
1: and yes the only rule in role playing is that the rules are whatever the fuck you decide the rules are if you don't like a rule in the game system throw it out the fucking window just communicate that to your players you know example what we're doing how Banion's like uh, oh hey Uh, this, uh, this storm magic I can use means I get to use auto fire with my blast and keep shooting people again and again and again. And I'm like, that seems broken as fuck. I don't know if it's going to work that way. And then I read it, realized he'd misread it, said, okay, cool. Works fine. You can do it. Do all you want. Here's how it actually works. You know, it's all good. Oh, 2022 Fastest time my mind says that the uh, Takeuchi Future was up two years ago, so technically we're already in the campaign setting. <laughs> awesome. Hey, it, it's true. We're going to shut my notifications. Yep. In 2027, the flying Starship Columbia, powered by the first Kearney Future Director, makes its historic journey to Mars. You know, that might actually happen by 2027. That's the scary part. Hmm. But yeah, like, take what you want. It's okay, you know? Use it. If you have role-playing friends at work who aren't in your game, or wherever you hang out, talk with them about the stuff you're going to do. I used to tell some of the guys at work, which is difficult. I had to do it in certain circumstances, because the Jason and not, not brushhead Dave worked with me. I would tell them things that are about to happen and he'd be like, that's going to be so awesome. I can't wait to hear about it. Share that because if you share your ideas, they can poke holes in it and help you make it better. Um, Find a discord where you can talk about role-playing ideas. Make sure it's one that your fucking players aren't in. There's so many discords that shouldn't actually be hard. (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, do that and get your stuff. I mean, the the whole point of this is, you know, you can find a way to make all that stuff work, you know, uh on the on the back on the core of this if you have a setting you love let's say you love dune talk to the guy you know your friend the one who knows dune inside and out we all have one and go hey i want to steal this or i want to play a role-playing game in dune i like this aspect when's the good time to do it i guarantee you your friend who knows dune We'll have this period. You can do it here or here, or here, it'd be great because all this stuff's going on that your characters can interact with but doesn't affect the final story. So they can feel like they're doing stuff. It just I mean, sometimes doesn't matter. But it matters to them because it matters for thousands of years potentially. You know, you can easily just write your stuff in. So think about that when you're looking at those those game systems and
0: all. I feel like I ranted a little bit. No, that's fine cuz I mean like when I ran my Star Wars one I ran it very very far in the future. That way you can say N- y'all are not anywhere near any of the old characters.
1: Well, here's the thing. The best time to run Star Wars is the time of The Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> all the almost all the familiar things are there, but all the big stuff has happened. As the timeline stands, no other big thing happens for another 15 years. It's a big universe, so stuff can happen in that. And hell, you know, if you don't like, like I know, it's not necessarily popular. If you don't like the way the stuff that happens after the timeline you're running, just hand wave it. Who cares? It's your story now.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's not like you're gonna write fanfiction, share it, or maybe you will write fanfiction and share it. And people will be like, "Well, that doesn't take place here. Well, it takes place here. Okay, cool. They'll like it or they won't. Just like with everything. Who cares? Don't don't worry about what they think about your stuff. You know, we're not here for everyone else's approval. The only people's approval you need are those people at the table who are having a fucking great time. If they're having a fucking great time, you just won. Congratulations.
2: Yes, you won at role playing.
1: Yep <laughs> <laughs> Because you got everyone together and you had fun. That's how you do it.
2: I, I honestly don't think there's any other way.
1: No. I mean, I'm not going to watch 15 more videos to find out either. Do <laughs> you guys want to add anything? I, I rambled on for a while.
0: Well, I was just... because it, it, When I looked at the Dune book, and that's what kind of you know brought all this up, I was like oh, Dune, that's a really cool system. Uh, I don't think I want to run anything in it because I figured it would be, you know. And, and I didn't get the book, and the book may say, hey, you really should play it during this time if you don't want to affect XYZ type thing. So That's a good thing for a book to do. Yeah. It's like This is a great time frame to you to run characters that it won't affect because not everybody is Palmo I would say only Palmo
1: is Palmo By definition.
2: Nobody's gonna be role playing Palma Dean. I mean, well, I guess they could.
1: You could. Yeah. I don't know what the challenge would be at a certain point. I mean it'd be more of a political intrigue game at that point, and honestly for political intrigue, uh that's a whole different beast. Play the other killing word. Low tam is the killing word, not Taco Bell. But yeah, it should not it should not stop you from buying those books if you like the source material. Just you know, get ready to get ready to file the cinemas off and and then do it. Even start small with that stuff. Like you don't have to go all in. Like you know, people talk about having to world, build your own world. You can don't have to build that much to start players. Uh, I think the best idea I had of that was the fourth edition D&D setting where you start off as adventurers who are going to go fight the Keep at the Shadowfell, which is the name of the first adventure, and then just sort of organically builds them there into a bigger and bigger world. They have some maps in there. It's not really important. You're not doing political intrigue. You have your own plot line you're following, you know, and uh, the one young lady I was watching actually said that is that you know she tried to imitate what critical role was doing and realized she doesn't like political intrigue like they like political intrigue yeah and yeah. and you have to know that you have to know what you're like and what you want to do and you know world building can just be a bunch of notes you make you can you can just steal parts from everything like nowadays with the map making stuff Gonza's using online you can easily imitate a map you see on a, in a book or something. Change the details to make it fit. And then add it to other maps you see in books. Just just take a look and add it up. It's all good. At the end of the day, you bought the book. You, it's not like you're... You're not stealing, you know. You're using the content. You bought the book to use the content. That is the intent of the book. To give you the content to use in your yeah. games. And it doesn't... But they don't care how you're using it. It's There's this weird sense everyone got, I think, from all these people who are... Making a good name, making good for themselves. You know, not everyone's going to do that. You're not going to necessarily turn your role playing game into a million dollar franchise, uh, franchise, or anything. That's not going to happen. Um, if it does, then you're going to spend a lot of time filing your numbers off very well. <laughs> But, uh, you know, don't don't expect to. Don't worry about that. Just worry about making a game that's fun. You know, I steal parts from all over for my game system. You know, whatever I like just gets in there. You, I like that. Get in the bag. That's, that's what it is, you know. Uh, more with, I mean, it, with any of them, I was thinking, like, it actually doesn't matter what Particular genre using horror, you're taking whatever you want. Science fiction, you're fucking taking whatever you want. You want lightsabers and psychic powers? Sure. Sounds good. You want to add in different stuff from different. You want giant mecha using lightsabers? Fuck, you can steal that too. It's called Gundam. You don't want them that big? You can steal Battletech mechs. Give them lightsabers. Do what you want.
2: Seems like you can do anything in, uh, superhero games
1: too yep uh, you, superheroes is a meta genre like sci-fi you can run subgenres you know just find out what it is like you watch old stuff get those cartoons you grew up with do you want to play a sci-fi game that's the adventures of the galaxy rangers i.e. sci-fi western aka probably kind of like firefly do it just steal some images off the internet you know steal some ideas go Actually, really like the Adventures of Dreams. It's one of my favorites. It's all good, you know. Get those, get those source materials. Check out what's out there. Look at some of the uh, more fluid game systems. Look at the Gerps, the Hero Systems, the Genesis, the generic ones. You can do more with them, but don't discount the the more well-defined ones. More. Because foul on seal numbers off you can you can do a lot with them, I ran a d and d game where one of the guys wanted to invent guns, so he invented guns. They just had the stats just like crossbows and shit. Tweak a number here, tweak a number there, still good. still perfectly balanced. Just think outside the box. It's almost time for the meaty section. Yes, I don't know if guns has got a color in that brush or not it sure looks white to me. It's a
0: yellow. You say so. <laughs> it really
2: does. I was wondering about that. Is like, he touching up the white? Is he gonna make green over it? I don't know.
1: It really looks I mean I guess I get a hint, but it's hard to tell because that green's bleeding pretty hard. It's not.
0: It's yellow. I'm going for a blonde head on this guy, so I'm gonna
1: <laughs> What's that Anyan? No one makes white ink. Is that what they said to you at the game store? Spoiler, that's what they said to them at the game store. Wait, what? He went to the game store and he asked for white ink and they said no one makes that. Lies. That's why I get it on Amazon, not the game store.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, they don't sell it at the game
1: store. <clears throat> Art store, maybe.
2: I mean, I wouldn't say no one makes that. That seems pretty broad and also but, wrong. Um...
1: <laughs> but apparently they're not... Uh-huh. Uh, not true yeah they're not worried about that anyways media
0: Yep. Yeah. got pretty decently far on that
2: want to know what Godfall is read the blurb here
0: oh do I have that still going on yep
2: yeah I don't know what Godfall is
0: that's my RPG
1: oh and if anyone's gonna redeem for cat ears do it now
2: while well, he's not looking
1: Well, he's got a minute or two left.
0: (laughs) There you go. All right, for (laughs) the end of the show. Switch over.
1: Well, I know because these are not the most comfortable, but I got him to a new comfortable position, so. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Bania. Aren't you? (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> just there to help you along so we do, we have the book of Boba Fett to go through um, non-spoiler version um, Kathy you got yours I've got like three or four things I haven't checked what I wrote down yet I have one thing you have one thing
2: uh, but I have decided that this week I will watch book of Boba Fett
0: Okay.
1: Well, it's funny, because this week's the last
0: episode. <laughs> so you can binge the entire series Perfect. on Wednesday. Yep.
2: I will not be binging the entire series on Wednesday, because <laughs> I have other things I need to do. What? <laughs> I know, I know.
1: I don't binge anything, so. Sorry. I got, like, three things, but I share one with you and one with Kathy.
0: Well, yeah. I did... So I watched the newest episodes of Vox Machina. I have not. Um, it gets further away from the teenage boy penis jokes. Okay. And good. gets a little bit more serious. And, 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 lot, there, and not like of, serious uh, enough that it's on the internet. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of people like I'm not watching this shit and I'm like, guys, watch episode two. I was felt the same way. But yeah. at the end of episode one and episode two, it'll change your mind. Or at that point eject then, but tr-
0: We'll see if they listen or not. Yeah, uh, it did. It did change up. I mean, it still has some some joking and in, in there and stuff like that. But that's understandable. It's not an entire episode of dick jokes or sex jokes like episode one was. Um, it was okay. Um, wait to see what everything else goes through, and I'll give a final rating. Uh, but so far, it's not been bad. Um, but other than that, um, and I. Did start back uh, Raised by Wolves, came back on HBO Max, um, season two, and only got like two episodes in, so far it's been pretty good, so no big deal. Um, why don't you and Kathy go, because y'all have this one that's pretty big.
2: I don't I like know Kathy how Lee. big it is, but <laughs> John sent me a copy of Death to Smoochie. Which I had never seen. And I had actually forgot existed.
1: Uh,
2: (laughs) And I also completely forgot that Robin Williams was even in it.
1: They they let Robin Robin Williams loose wild on this one.
2: So, yeah.
1: Directed by Danny DeVito.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I put it in. I started watching it. And all I could think was what (laughs) what what am i watching
1: that was baneon's reaction as well
2: what is happening that was (sighs) baneon's reaction too (laughs) yes and there were a lot of parts in this movie where i was saying that to myself
1: yes full disclosure this movie is ridiculous
2: it's very ridiculous
1: um, the whole idea is that the current uh, reigning uh, kid show host of Doom uh, gets caught by the FBI in a scandal and thus gets fired. And all they need to replace him with someone squeaky clean, enter uh, Edward Norton's character, Smoochie the Rhino, Sheldon Mopes, who is like absolutely super squeaky clean and exactly what they need, and he gets into the... The kids show host business to find it is not what he thought it was. It's it's really a trip. He has to deal with the Parade of Hope, which is, you know, for the kids' organization that's apparently as crooked as the fucking mob. He has to deal with the Irish mob.
2: <laughs> hey, Sarge. Hey, Sarge, does. thank you
1: for the huh. bets. Uh He and has. to there,
2: there. Shamrocks. Oh.
1: Yeah, they're shamrocks, yeah. Let us not give them mob that way. The Irish mob in that movie is fucking great.
2: I love that actress. I remember seeing her in a bunch of different British TV series.
1: I, I feel like everyone in this movie like just fucking delivers. Like They all play the part really well. You believe the the interaction between the, the male and female leads, between Edward Norton and uh, the female lead.
2: Nora.
1: Uh, Nora, yes. And uh, they let Robin Williams just go nuts with that. He is, it is not kid friendly. Let's just say that now it is not kid it friendly. It
2: absolutely is not. And when I was listening to the the Remo Randolph the theme Rainbow song Randolph. at the beginning, oh yeah, the, like, I think was. Yep.
1: Oh my god. The
2: sound double like the on pitch, pitch, sound like the catch Oh it yeah.
1: Does.
2: Yeah, I'm yep. like. And that was when I was like, what am I watching? That might have been my first one.
1: (laughs) So I love the movie. It is absolutely hilarious and enjoyable. Um, It definitely builds steam as it goes on. I had forgotten the beginning part, but once they introduce uh, uh, Smoochie and all, uh, it just starts rolling. It's just hilarious. Danny DeVito character comes as an agent and it's hilarious. It's also hilarious because everyone deals with, uh, yeah, I've had cat ears on the whole time. John uh,
2: has the light-up cat ears, and Gonzo also has cat ears.
1: His aren't as cool, though.
2: They do not light up.
1: But yeah, so like it's funny everyone deals with him like he's just one of the normal hosts, but then they realize quickly he's not. He's actually absolutely Captain America squeaky clean.
2: Yes, he's... And- that's just his lifestyle.
1: It's just super funny. Uh it is worth watching the very least for Robin Williams' performance through it as it gets more and more deranged.
2: He's so um, creepy.
1: But positive at the end, I like that too. It's...
2: That's that's the thing. That the whole the whole ending of it, I like how they wrap things oh, yeah. up. But there are parts of it throughout the movie where where I'm thinking to myself, what is this? Why am I watching? Why am I still watching this? I feel like I have to see what happens now, but there's this little stretch that I have to get through. Uh, yeah. So there are parts of the movie where... It,
1: there are parts of the humor doesn't hit as well as you want. Yeah. And some of that doesn't hit as well as you want today.
2: It gets, Framing
1: him by having him go to a Nazi rally is surreal and not exactly something they do in a movie nowadays.
2: That was, yeah, that was a bit horrifying. And then, then, then when he's, then at the end, when they have the, uh, his, 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 basically his little opera that describes his entire experience.
1: And I they thought have that was all, fucking great.
2: All those banners come down and like, the, the, why? What?
1: At a point, it is sort of surreal. It is, I enjoy the crap out of it. It is not a perfect movie. The humor doesn't always necessarily hit and won't hit for everyone. But uh, if you can stream it, do so. It's not for streaming anywhere, I don't think. Um, this is why I sent Kathy a copy on Amazon. I, I love Amazon. that
2: actor who plays, and I don't remember his name, the one uh, who plays the, the the former the former actor who's uh, an addict.
1: Oh, um, uh, he was in uh, Buckaroo Banzai also.
2: Yeah, he's in a ton of different things.
1: Yeah, one second here.
2: I mean, he just has that amazingly recognizable face.
1: Yes, but not an amazingly recognizable name, because he's never had a big, big... Vincent Chiavelli as Buggy Ding Dong.
2: Buggy Ding Dong. That's I wonder I can remember this.
1: He's been in so many things. Like, he has hundred sixty acting credits all over the place. Then, But at the end of the day, if you can watch it, watch it. It is funny. It is rated R. It should be. um, Because it's got a lot of adult content. But it is very surreal and funny. Uh, I think a fair rating, even though I love it, is two space rupees. Because it is, the jokes don't always hit, and it is a little extra surreal at points.
2: I was going to go three.
1: Oh, three. Wow.
2: This is one. Yeah. This is one where we differ a little bit. Like I liked it, but I don't know if I'll watch it again.
1: Oh, this is a common one in my career. We love this movie. So Gonzo wandered off, Kathy. So I guess you get to talk about French murder mysteries.
2: Oh, okay. So I've been watching Murder In, which is a French series. Uh, all the episodes are about an hour and a half long. <laughs> but, uh... So... I don't know what, what I can say. I think I talked about them last week. Fair enough. They're... they're the each, each mystery takes place in a different region in France. So you get to see all of these different areas. Uh, and... The different little cultural differences that set them apart from other regions, and some of them have this—you know—these small villages, like in Brittany, have these little insular communities. And you know, versus what was the one today? It was in uh, Aix-en-Provence, in in the mountains, and the scenery was amazing, and uh, the the cast was amazing and this one lady plays this batshit crazy woman in a few of the episodes it's i'm beginning to see that it's like uh in the uk where they use the same actors for a lot of different things you keep seeing Mm -hmm. them in in everything so you see these actors in uh, a lot of different episodes and this woman was the actual murderer in one of them in this one she's just this crazy mom but they're, they're a lot of fun if you like to watch international TV and you have some place where you can see Murder in. I don't remember what the French name is because I watch it with subtitles because I'm not a genius
1: I watch everything with subtitles <laughs> even English stuff <laughs> it helps well, they sound enjoyable if you like murder mysteries.
2: you like murder mysteries,
1: I mean, <laughs> there are other things if you like murder.
0: Uh, Gonzo, what you got? Um, I started Ted Lasso, uh, which is on Apple TV. Okay. Um, everybody said it's been pretty good. Um, and it's not bad. I'm still not through the second season. Uh, I started it up. I. It's different. Uh, an American coming to teach you know, British football is a little different. Uh, but so far, it's been okay. I, I'm okay with it. Uh, I'll give a final review after I finish watching it completely. Um, but I'm just waiting to see how that's going to go um i'm entertained it's got some good funny parts it's 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 entertaining to say the least um it did win a bunch of awards for you know yeah it's got some good buzz about it i'm just oh, trying
1: yeah. to buy an apple tv yeah
0: which is understandable yeah. um but i've enjoyed it so far and it's been pretty decent so i'll give a final review later I'm, I'm like in the middle of everything i haven't watched a full movie so everything's like been tv shows this last week and a half or so
1: we know Speaking of giving a final review when we're done, Benny and I have started watching Jack Reacher, which should not be a surprise to anyone. Uh, Because I have read many of the Jack Reacher books. Um, I loved the movie. Um, Even though people bitched about Tom Cruise, it's okay. He actually has the attitude of Jack Reacher down. He's just not six foot five. But in a movie, it's easier (laughs) to stage everyone so he doesn't look super short. But this they've got, I don't know the actor's name, but he is basically six foot five, and he is intimidating. He isn't quite as the skein presence of uh of Tom Cruise, but it looks like he's getting better as we watch it. Uh, I love the hell out of it so far. It is following the first book, A Killing Floor, pretty closely, but updating it to more modern times. Because the books were released in ninety seven, and that was twenty-five years ago. You're welcome.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: quarter of a century also welcome <laughs> um but we definitely like the crap out of it um jack reacher has played pretty true to jack reacher all the characters as i remember them which is not a mod because i've read these books years ago especially the first one uh like the heck out of it i hope it gets picked up for a second season uh it probably will it's already doing well apparently but uh like it, i recommend i recommend it to anyone who like the movie or likes that kind of series, it is sort of a combination of action and murder mystery. And Jack Reacher is a fucking force of nature and basically he can pull his way through most things, but he's that kind of protagonist. Uh, Again, rating when we get done with it, but we're about uh, three episodes in out of, I want to say seven or eight. So shouldn't be too long. They're about an hour long. So not quite a full hour. Like, between 57 and I think the shorter one was like 45, 47-ish, so in that area, which is just long enough. They don't they don't feel like they overstay their welcome, but they feel like they do enough that you can be satisfied to go to something else. But they still leave you wanting to come back more when you get the time.
2: And where are they streaming? Amazon Prime. Okay.
1: Gonza? Uh, let's go with Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Um, I don't want to call it the book of
0: effect. That Star Wars series is very cool. Star Wars content. <laughs> uh, which is interesting because people gave up on it quite early because if they were, were expecting. Remember people. No one hates
1: Star Wars like Star Wars fans. Correct. It's uh, they don't understand the their expectations are holding them back from liking things. They're not willing to give it a chance. I mean, I I knew that as soon as I saw the responses to the sequel trilogy come out. I'm like, oh, yeah, these people don't. They have their idea of what it is, which is fair, built up through years of Legends material, books and everything. You know, I had a buddy say, hey, Boba Fett should be murdering people, and disintegrating people. I'm like, no, that's what you think he should be doing. Not even the facts and what we know of him should say that he should be doing that. And they're not willing to give it a chance, which is fine. They don't have to go. They, They can fuck right off. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I do wish there's a little more Boba Fett in the series named after him. <laughs> it's Basically, in the last two episodes, this is a minor spoiler, but it won't surprise you. He's fucking plays a cameo part. That's it. it. Yep. Fennec Shand has more speaking lines than Boba Fett in the past two episodes. And it's not close. Oh. Huh. But uh, they are enjoyable. It's very good Star Wars content. And I wish they would just have a generic Star Wars series just do whatever the fuck they want with it it'd be easier than trying to shoehorn it into something like this but because it's 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 not pertinent <laughs> like i'm sorry it's really not pertinent to what's going on
0: yeah i mean it it was a really really good episode let's not forget that it was yeah a great episode. Uh, okay
1: no no it was a very good episode i have to knock it back because it is named the book of boba fett
0: correct but i enjoyed the hell out of this episode i did but also you would you enjoy
1: some of the callbacks that you're going to see, and some of the characters introduced more than I will.
0: Yes. That being but,
1: said, the character introduced was very menacing and very cool. Yes. I was very impressed with what they did with him. No spoilers. Uh oh, Daniel, I, I I am Rebel Scum. <laughs> uh, my brand.
0: I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was really good. Um, can't wait to see what they're going to do in the next episode because this is the final it of the yep. season. Um, so we'll have to see what's going on, because there seems like there's more to tell, in my opinion. A lot yeah, more to tell.
1: don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with it. We'll see. Um, I will say the fifth episode was very good, um, but it has off of great because, again, the bobo Head thing, and the cliché police would like to pull over this series and tell them to slow down a little bit. A little too many clichés going on and a little too much fan service they need to throttle it back it's like they're just more and more and more slow down it's okay
0: these last two episodes are very fan service and callback very much
1: yeah and i like them just out of place and it's doing too much so again i will overall it'll affect the series a little bit but we'll see a last episode does and we'll give it an actual full rating
0: Um, I did finish a series, finally finished it. Uh, I started it, and you told me about it, and I started watching it, and then things came up, and I went back to it and watched it, and I watched uh, Hitmonkey. Uh, Hitmonkey is a Marvel comic book that got put out on Hulu as a cartoon. Um, it took a little bit for me to get into it. the The animation is very... I wouldn't say off-putting, but it's kind of like you're like okay, because it, it seems like it's uh, filmed at a slower frame rate, if a is the best way to put it, kind of stuttery type animation. Uh, that's
1: uh, which a is... that's a cost-saving trick. They don't have to animate as much if they uh, make it like that, and that's fine. I have no problem with it. It's become yeah. a style at that point.
0: Yeah, it, it was just it was just a little bit off-putting at first, uh, but you get used to it. Um, but I've never heard of hit monkey for Marvel. never saw the comics, nothing. It's totally off my radar. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, the camaraderie between hit monkey and the Ghost and stuff is really, really good. Um, it's a good it a lot of people have said it does remind of Archer because especially the animation style. Um, but I mean it it had a really good story. Uh, it had some pretty good comedy in, in between it from pretty oh shit moments. Um, there is some actual Marvel characters that do make an appearance in it, uh, which is known at Marvel characters. So it's not just out there in the wind. Um, I had a good time with it. It wasn't bad. Um, I give it like a one and a half, maybe pushing a two, uh, type thing. Cause at the beginning it was just kind of weird. So, uh but I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, if you have Hulu, and you like cartoons and pretty bloody, violent cartoons and monkeys. Hit monkey is it <laughs> and monkeys. <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't have Hulu, so I'm not going to watch it, but
0: it it, it was know. it was pretty decent. I enjoyed it. it was it's, it wasn't bad at all. Good to hear, because it's starting to get enough stuff on Hulu. I might
1: consider getting it for a couple months, watching some stuff, and then ejecting.
0: Ejecting. <laughs> get the 30-day free trial.
1: <laughs> there's, just, there's too much. There's too many out there. I can't pay for all of them. Yep. Yeah. There's just too many. Yeah.
0: There is. That's the reason why we share it around.
1: Yes. Well, speaking of uh, one that not everyone has, we didn't watch anything on it yet, but um, obviously Picard Season 2 is coming out soon. But also, the Halo series had their trailer drop, and it's yep. looking pretty good.
0: You know what's funny is a lot of people compared it to Mandalorian. They were like, I get a Mandalorian vibe off of this. And I'm like, okay, but I mean.
1: In in uh, what way? Because uh, I didn't get any of that. It's a guy in armor, yes, but fucking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. We can go all the way back to Snake Eyes, the 80s, the man in yeah. the masks, and armor, that kind of thing has been around for forever. Boba yeah. Fett in the impression. I mean, let's be honest. It's not like it's new. Starship Troopers predates all that shit pretty hard.
0: Yeah. Uh, some uh, people were just looked, saying that. And I was yeah, like,
1: it, I, I can get how you can get that vibe. but it's a good vibe to have, though. It should put you excited for it. I mean, getting upset that saying, well, Halo gives me a Mandalorian vibe is like saying, I don't want to watch this movie, uh, John Carter. Cause it looks like they stole from all the other media. <laughs> well, one of these was first, or one of these was not.
0: Yeah.
2: One of these was originally written in 1912.
1: Yes. So... Yeah, but no, so that's that's cool. I mean, I, I I like what it sees. I'm going to watch it. I've actually I like much more than I was ever good at playing the game. I like the Halo story. They've done a solid job with it for. For it's a first person shooter. They did a fuck of a job with it for story.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was, I'm looking forward to it. Um, They kind of don't hold back in this. So, I mean, it looks pretty good. looks like it's going to be good enough and violent. Um I mean, a little and...
1: cliche police problem with the trailer, but that might just be a minor thing that happens. We'll see. Yeah. He's a weapon. He's out of control. Like for fuck's sake, <laughs> it's master chief. You're not going to stop him. Yeah. It's, it's not possible.
0: So we'll just have to see. I'm looking forward to it, and it's going to be coming around pretty soon. It's going to Uh, be
1: on Paramount+. Plus. I had to remember the name of it. Yep. uh, Which uh, Bane and I do have, so we'll watch that, even though we still have to watch a season and three quarters of Discovery, two seasons (laughs) of Lower Deck. I still have time for all of this.
0: Just don't sleep.
1: I need uh, need to sleep. I'm old. (laughs) And work is challenging. Sleepy... (laughs) John with no sleep is Cranky John, and no one likes Cranky John.
0: (laughs) But, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, It it looks like it's going to be, you know, it looks like they're going to expand more. And and I think they're going to grow the universe more out of this type thing, which I'm okay with. I I, I like that. Like I said, Star Wars is cool, but when you give me more of the world of Star Wars, I'm even happier. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's what it reminds me of. Okay, well we
1: can cover that next week when we do the spoiler review of Book of Boba Fett yeah. with Kathy.
0: Yeah. that does. That that was fun enough within itself. So, uh, I'm always happy to learn more about the world of everything in it. So, Yep. Let's see. Uh, I don't have anything else. Kathy, did you go through all of yours while I was gone for a second? My one thing? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, I can
1: refine because I spent my time watching Jack Reacher and book of a buffet and that's Smoochie. Yeah. and streaming mech warrior online three days,
0: three days a week. <laughs> and Standard, I did do
2: Standard Dander just mentions John Carter of Mars is a hard read without reminding himself of when it was written. And it's, uh, I read the first four, I think four books of the John Carter of the bar zoom series on my stream. Out loud. <laughs> and uh yeah, they are dated. So very dated. And then and then there's people that come in and they're like they're making comments. They're like, what is this guy is just such a giant douchebag? And I'm like, this was written in nineteen twelve. Nineteen fourteen. Or men were men. When when people had very different ideas about society however when you look at it and, and and what this author Edgar Rice Burroughs is trying to do it's, it's really to say that all these people who are so very different should all be able to live in harmony on this planet together yeah you know it just it was his way of trying to you know, say that out loud in a time where people didn't really say that.
1: Uh, Daniel says, like Dune? <laughs> Dune is, I've, I've started Dune a couple times, it's a little bit of a hard read. But honestly, there's m- multiple kinds of hard read. There's hard read because of the time it came out. Uh, Dune, Lord of the Rings, uh, John Carter... And there's hard reads because just the content isn't as good as it used to be. Something like Sahara. Clive Kessler, where I tried to watch it a couple years ago, and it's like, this is just not very good anymore.
2: I never read any Clive Kessler. My dad liked it. but uh,
1: It's one of those things. I'm sure there are books that are a sign of your times. If you read them, you love them because you you have that nostalgia for them. I had no nostalgia for it. I got it cheap in the local used bookstore and I gave it a chance and I got I a third of the way through. And I'm like, I just don't fucking care. These characters aren't growing on me. I got better and, things to read.
2: And you never know. It, it could be that at that point in your life, something about that story, something about the characters in it speak to you. Like, yep. was it you I was telling about reading uh, this, perfect, uh, this Perfect World by Ira Levin? uh anyways it's uh it had to have been written in the late 60s and i read it when i was a teenager and i really liked it and i read it again a few years ago many years after being a teenager and i'm like wow the main character is really an asshole why did i even (laughs) like this book i mean there are some interesting ideas in it uh, but it's very sort of influenced heavily by Brave New World, and it was what, in that vein.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, that that's tough. Some books you're like that. You read them and you're like, this was great. And then you read later, you're like, this is not so great. Not so much anymore.
2: Very dated.
1: Yeah, and it's tough. I mean, uh, but also like those affect what you love, what you read first. You know, you always have that. You know, everyone has their first fantasy series that is their big thing. A lot of people, it was Lord of the Rings. Uh, mine, while I read The Hobbit, it didn't hit me as hard as Dragonlance did. So Somebody we'll have to
2: has, uh, just to interrupt.
1: Yes, Mr. Cowbell has a question. Painting new army, went Blood Angels, trying to use the contrast paint. Is it possible to use that for a shade, as you do not have Carb or Crimson or any other red clears, sadly? Uh, well, if you're painting the base coat with a... Yep, yep Captain Mays is right, maybe layers... If you're using a white base coat, you could layer it on. Uh, if you do that, I would thin it down a tiny bit uh, for the subsequent, because it'll build. It'll build in the recesses more than it'll build in the flats on the flat surface. Um, or if you paint it another red, a lighter red, like a Blood Angel's red first, and then use over it, it will. You can water it down, and it'll act like a uh, a shade or a wash.
2: This plain contrast is being kind of <laughs> cheap and crappy. Uh, crap, and crap and blotchy. Crap and blotchy.
1: It can be, especially with the with something like a red. Red's one of those ones where I would only use the contrast as an add-on to an already existing red paint. Kathy will have much more.
2: I don't use the... I don't have any contrast paint, though. And I know it, it acts differently than a lot of the stuff that I'm used to. Uh,
1: so, yes, Mr. Gravel. Base Evil Suns, red and then water it down a little bit. You can wash the blenders reserve. it. Absolutely, that would work better because you'll have an even coat, and then by watering it down a little bit, you'll only hit the recesses, making it, as I like to call it, an uber wash. It's a little more intense than a normal wash, but if you water it down, you should get a good uh, good uh, look from it. It just take a little time to get the right amount of water. Yes, yeah, he's Andrews. Like I said, a book series called uh, the Jareg series by series, Stephen Burch Really hit me in the high school. Made me really enjoy detective fantasy style. Absolutely. We all have those series to read. I read, uh, I mean, lots of my stuff. Uh, high school was Dragonlance, a little bit of Forgotten Realms, and then all of the Robotech books. There was a point it was okay I didn't have the Robotech DVDs because I could read the books faster than I could watch the episodes Hmm. But those are really good if you ever get them. Uh, Jack McKinney, which is actually two people, uh, wrote all the novelizations. And they really flesh things out and add stuff. But um,
0: uh, this might. Does anyone use Tamia Achille or red? No, but I've used the contrast red, and it can get splotchy if you don't uh, thin it around and put it around correctly. So you yeah, to be careful.
2: Hail hydrate. Hail hydrate. Hail hydrate. I just
0: drink glass of water.
2: Thank you, Ms.
1: Blood.
0: Cheers. Sorry. But yeah,
1: so just try to try, get, a, get a test model. Only try part, like do an arm, then do the wash. And do the other arm, do the wash in a different way. Um, so that way you get more use out of the single model. Uh, remember the direct VHS Space Knight tech I think I saw that on Cartoon Network, actually. It was yeah. interesting.
0: Anyways, we're getting kind of long. We could go forever. (laughs) It is time. (laughs) Guys, we appreciate you watching the podcast and listening to it wherever you're at. Uh, It is time for us to go. We are going to send you off and let you uh, listen to Vleager Dragon as they play their tabletop RPG. Don't forget to uh, check out John playing as Warrior Times. John, what's your times?
1: Uh, Monday, 8 to 10. uh, Thursday, 8 to 10. And Sunday morning, not 8 to 10, sorry, uh,
0: 9 to 11. (laughs) I don't want to be up and playing at 8 a.m. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I will be doing uh, building up on Godfall on Wednesday nights. Those are going to be my nights that I'm going to be doing because a lot of people requested it uh, to hang out. And we can discuss the world and everything that goes with it and continue to uh, build the map. I just downloaded a bunch of new uh, things for it. Uh, Some new uh, designs. So. Oh, don't worry, Captain Missy. I saw that. Uh, Yeah, we all saw it. Um, And then, uh, Kathy, what are you going to be streaming on your channel? Uh,
2: You can find me on Kathy Waffle. That's where I'm streaming these days. And I do my miniature painting Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday during the week, uh, starting at 3 p.m. Central. And then on Fridays, I do a reading stream. (laughs) Uh, which is why I was reading the John Carter of Mars books out loud <laughs> on my stream. That's every Friday.
1: Or you can build up 10,000 channel points and, and have her read a uh, something uh, in entirety. Formerly it was Ricky Tiki Tavi.
2: It, it's Ricky Tiki Tavi. That's the oh, it
1: still is. Okay.
2: That is. yes.
1: I heard you might change it up. I heard some requests it's in possible, your chat for that.
2: Maybe. Then i It's a new thing. I'm just trying it.
1: Fair enough. <laughs>
0: So, guys, we appreciate it. Please be safe out there. Please wear yep. your mask. Please get your shots and your boosters. Uh, we want to see everybody in a few, what, two months, technically? Uh, at HackCon 2022, a.k.a. Adepticon. Um, for more than nice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Thank
2: Good you. Good night. Right. So
1: We're going to be
0: sending you off to of Dragon. so stick around and wave hi to her
1: sure they're on break
0: I'm sure